December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. That was 82 years ago, and most people don't even know why they did it. I'll give you the short version. Come on, let's go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another thrilling installment from high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends. Welcome, thrill-seekers, conversationalists, all-around political junkies. Well, it's Christmas time, my friends, and I thought we should probably start out the program with a little Christmas music. I'm a huge fan of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Truth is, I'm a big fan of all things Christmas anyway. Here's one of my favorites to get us going this morning. Or a piece of it, anyway. I gotta tell you, I would love to see these guys in concert. It's like a Christmas rock band. We begin this morning where you might have guessed, Ogden Driscoll. On Monday's installment of the program, I went over for you in detail Ogden Driscoll's plan to make committee chairmen sign resignation letters. It would appear, however, that he's backtracked a little bit. I wonder why he would do that. You don't suppose he was getting a little unwanted scrutiny, do you? Of course it is. Monday's installment of the program went bonkers. What am I saying? Almost all of them do anyhow. In any case, the original article that was published by the Cowpie specifically said that 10 committee chairmen had signed Driscoll's toe-the-line or resign letters. As it turns out, that was incorrect. Here's what the original article said. From December 3rd, State Senate President-elect Ogden Driscoll of Devil's Tower has had all 10 of his Joint Standing Committee chairmen sign pre-written letters of resignation to him. Quote, I don't believe there's ever going to be a need to use them, Driscoll said. People call them a blackmail or whatever. I call them an ultimate level of support from my people. They have faith that I'm not going to do the wrong thing to them unjustly. End quote. Now let me just repeat a part of that quotation for you. I don't believe there's ever going to be a need to use them. End quote. So Driscoll fully expected his committee chairman to sign these toe-the-line or resign letters. 
he fully expected them to go ahead and sign his dumb letters. The next two paragraphs tell you how serious Ogden Driscoll was about these letters. Quote, Driscoll said the move was made to improve the overall state of decorum among lawmakers, which he believes is not in a good state. The letters can be initiated by Driscoll if he feels someone has violated the verbal pledge legislators take to respect one another and the legislative body. Quote, I'm not going to tolerate people that badmouth members of the legislature, past or present, he said, adding he finds it distasteful when phrases like the swamp are used to describe the legislative body. I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm prepared to do that right up to removing a member from the body. End quote. That last little sentence tells you that he arrogantly assumed that all of his committee chairmen would sign this. And it also tells you how serious he is about using them. He's going to remove somebody from the body for violating that agreement. Which, by the way, he can't do. It requires a vote from the entire body. Before we go any further... Let me remind you of exactly what Ogden Driscoll thinks of pledges when he's being asked to sign them. Now, he has no problem with it asking somebody else to sign a pledge and then giving it to him. But if Ogden's asked, well, he's got a big problem. A year and a half ago, Representative Chip Nyman asked the entire legislature to sign a pledge that they would work on election integrity. At the June 7, 2021 Corporations Committee hearing, the entire committee berated Representative Nyman because he dared to ask them to sign a pledge. Now, the very first thing that Senator Ogden Driscoll said to him was this. You are one of us, okay? You're, you're not an outside group. What he was saying there is, you're one of us now. How dare you ask me to sign a pledge? But that's not what he was saying last year. Here's what Ogden Driscoll said about pledges. One year, six months, almost to the day. Here you go. And that's my admonition to you about signing pledges. Is there akin to signing a blank check and handing it to somebody? Because you don't know what's going to come out of this body. And like I say, I, to some degree, I apologize to you. This really isn't the setting for it. But I'm pretty angry about it because I, I caught a lot of heat, same as these other ones. I live with my votes out of this committee, as does everyone else. You get to see them. You get to see exactly how we act now in this day and age. It's on YouTube. You can pull it up and you can find out if Senator Driscoll did what he said he was going to do. And you can find out if he followed through on it. But I'll be danged if I'm going to get shoved in a corner by a group or particularly by a colleague of mine. When I go to lobby somebody, I'll come see you at home. I'll call you. But I'm not going to sit down and say, poke your finger with a pen and give me some blood. I'm going to tell you my word's good, and if it's not good, feel free to go home and say his word's no good. But that's not the process. Correct me if I'm wrong, Senator Driscoll, but that's exactly what you've made the process into now that you're president of the Wyoming Senate. Pledges were anathema to you a year and a half ago, but now that you're in charge, they're perfectly acceptable. He's singing a different tune now, though after Monday's program went Wyoming viral. There's another article in the cow pie this morning that's, you know, just clearing up some confusion on the whole matter. And I'll tell you all about it here in just a second. But first, a completely obscene profit timeout.
Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a roping arena or maybe a giant warehouse, then you should call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. They're the experts in metal building construction, and they've been doing it longer than anybody else around. So it doesn't really matter what type of metal structure you're thinking about, Give Nick and Jesse a call, 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. My friends, it's Gun of the Week time from Gunrunner Auctions, and today, December 7th, there's a brand new auction at gunrunnerauctions.com. And actually, it'll be posted later today, but it's bound to contain guns that you didn't even know that you wanted, and a wide variety of firearms accessories. Gunrunner Auctions is one of the leading online auction houses in the country, and they're celebrating, about to be celebrating, their 24th year. Scott Weber, the owner, specializes in estate firearms. The first thing he does is travels to the estate and appraises the firearms for the heirs, and then he transports them to his Cody auction facility, where he and his team research them, sometimes getting letters from the Cody Museum about each firearm's history. So it doesn't really matter what type of firearm you're into, or even if you don't know that you're looking for one, go to GunRunnerAuctions.com, and I promise you'll find what you were looking for and probably a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't know you were. That's GunRunnerAuctions.com. It's winter in Wyoming, in case you haven't noticed, and I know that it's not going to be very long until your feet are icy cold because you're not wearing the socks capable of keeping them warm while you're outside shoveling the walk. To prevent that very unfortunate circumstance, you should go to the Buffalo Wool Company and get you some of the most amazing socks that I've ever worn. I promise you, I don't endorse products that I don't believe in, and these socks are amazing. I'm telling you, my friends, I've tried just about every kind of wool sock you could think of. These things are even better than my pair of Pendleton wool socks. So if you're like me and you don't like cold feet, sorry, ladies, I can't help you in the metaphorical sense. But if you really don't like your feet getting cold, go to thebuffalowoolco.com and get you a pair of the most amazing socks that I've ever worn. And now back to the program. To the cow pie, in an article entitled, Actually, Only One Committee Chair Signed Senator Driscoll's Pre-Resignation Letter, or what I like to call the Toe-the-Line-or-Resign Memorandum. It was published late last night by Trotsky Wolfson, and I quote, After telling Cowboy State Daily he requested Wyoming state lawmakers he appointed to serve as chairs of the top legislative committees to sign a pact that included a pre-written resignation letter should someone fall out of line during the upcoming legislative session. State Senator Ogden Driscoll confirms only one actually signed it. Run-on sentences aside, that seems a little out of character considering how Ogden Driscoll feels about pledges. But I'm not going to sit down and say, okay finger with a pen and give me some blood. I'm going to tell you my word's good, and if it's not good, feel free to go home and text, say, his word's no good. 
Quoting again, while the Devil's Tower Republican, who's his party's nominee to be Senate president, didn't get more agreements in writing, Driscoll said he made his point about lawmakers needing to put aside their personal infighting while serving their constituents. Quote, I don't have a problem with it. I'll sleep in the bed that I built, he said of his decision to request the letters. I'm not a coercive leader that sticks my thumb in people's sides. I just never have been. <laughs> yeah, right, Driscoll. The article continues. Bad grammar aside, quote, Driscoll said received verbal pledges to uphold good decorum from all but three of the committee chairpersons. One of the exceptions was Senator Sherry Steinmetz of Lingle, who Driscoll said he didn't request a letter from. Yeah, like Senator Steinmetz would sign such a dumb letter anyway. In fact, she issued a public statement saying that. In fact, Cowboy State Politics has been able to independently confirm that a number of state senators absolutely refused to sign Ogden's hypocritical pledge. Quoting from one of the statements provided to Cowboy State Politics. Quote, The pledge we take to support the Constitution when we're sworn in is the pledge that I will support. State Senator Wendy Schuler told me last night. From Leo's article, Driscoll defended his request in an interview with Cowboy State Daily on Tuesday afternoon, explaining that he requested but did not force senators to make written commitments to exercise respectful behavior. Quote, nobody was coerced into anything, he said, end quote. I swear, my friends, there's more bullcrap running around the Wyoming Senate than any corral I've ever stepped foot in. From the December 3rd article, and I quote, I don't believe there's ever going to be a need to use them, Driscoll said. People call them a blackmail or whatever. I call them an ultimate level of support from my people. They have faith that I'm not going to do the wrong thing to them unjustly. Quote, I'm not going to tolerate people that badmouth members of the legislature, past or present, he said, adding he finds it distasteful when phrases like the swamp are used to describe the legislative body. I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm prepared to do that right up to removing a member from the body. End quote. And that isn't coercion, Senator Driscoll? The truth is that any pre-resignation letter is a form of force in and of itself. Basically, you're signing a letter that if you do something the boss doesn't agree with, he can terminate you on the spot. This applies even in states that are not at will. In other words, toe the line or resign. It doesn't matter what Ogden Driscoll says his stupid pledges were. The fact is, he was trying to force committee chairman to do his bidding. And if not he'd move to remove them from the legislature. One of the big reasons for Ogden Driscoll's Olympic backpedal is that Monday's program pretty much went viral. Driscoll even left a comment on the Cowboys State Politics Facebook page, and I quote, Actually, no. He just reported gossip. I did not force or even make it conditional for chairmen and women. They were fine with the request. I have a great group of chair people that want open, honest debate with proper decorum. I will not comment again, as I know I will be inundated with negativity. End quote. Of course, I couldn't resist replying. I said, so, Ogden, you're saying that everything reported by the Cowboys State Daily is, quote, gossip? That's pretty rich. The truth is that none of it was gossip. All of it came from Ogden Driscoll's mouth on December 3rd in the Cowboys State Daily. What you're seeing here, my friends, is the Olympic backpedal, and it tells you three things. First, that when Wyoming citizens actually get engaged and tell their elected representatives that they're unhappy with something that they've done, it does have an effect. 
We can force them to do what we want. We just have to make it very clear to them what our intentions are. Secondly, sometimes their hypocrisy knows no bounds. On December 3rd, Ogden Driscoll had no doubt in his mind that all of his committee chairpeople would sign his ridiculous pledge. Even though a year and a half ago, Ogden Driscoll sat on a committee and berated a fellow legislator for doing the exact same thing. Except, of course, that that legislator wasn't forcing anyone to do anything. He wasn't the Senate president, and he wasn't twisting anybody's arm to do it. And he certainly didn't threaten anybody with their committee position, unlike Senator Ogden Driscoll. Finally, Ogden's Olympic backpedal is due in no small part to this program. He gave an ill-advised interview to the Cowpie, in which he was pretty proud of himself, and then this program blew it up. Good job, my friends. So the long and the short of all of this is Ogden Driscoll had a plan to strong-arm members of the Wyoming State Senate into doing his bidding. If they didn't toe the line, he'd just force them to resign. And he got caught. Again, not to beat a dead horse. He tried to post something that was not true on the Cowboys State Politics Facebook page. He tried to claim that this program reported gossip. That's not true, and Ogden Driscoll knows that because what was reported on this program came out of his mouth. And by the way, Senator, if it appears that I'm implying something here, you're absolutely right. I am. In the closing paragraphs of this morning's Cow Pie article, Driscoll said, and I quote, I'm willing to work with the Democrats, the Independents, and the Crazies. Who do you suppose he's referring to as the Crazies, my friends? It wouldn't be those folks who pushed him to back off his hypocritically stupid pledge, would it? Yeah, I think it would be. He's talking about conservatives, my friends. And you'll notice he didn't mention any other Republicans in that statement. In other words, the way that he views the Wyoming Senate is it's the, quote, the Democrats and the independents against all of the crazies. And I'll guarantee you that Senator Ogden Driscoll doesn't think that he's crazy. So the only question remaining is, which camp does Ogden Driscoll reside in? One final note. However muted it may be, the cowpie has finally pointed out the hypocrisy of the Redcoats, one of which now happens to be president of the Wyoming Senate. Quote, Driscoll isn't the first legislator to request a written pledge from his colleagues. Representative Chip Nyman pressured other legislators to sign a pledge to support a piece of election reform legislation last year, which Driscoll refused to sign, end quote. This, my friends, is a perfect example of burying the lead. The article would have been much better had Leo exposed Ogden's rank hypocrisy at the very beginning, but instead he buried it at the very end of his article where most people probably won't read it. That's okay. At least he pointed it out, and I'll take little glimmers of hope anywhere I can get them. I nearly forgot, my friends. I was going to give you the short, short version as to why Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. In the years leading up to the attack, America was pursuing a not-so-isolationist isolationism. We were being friendly with a number of countries that at the time Japan was at war with. Now, I'm not saying that we were allies, because at the time there was what was called the Non-Intervention Acts. To tell you how non-interventionist this is, uh, there was the Lend-Lease Program in which we were supplying arms to countries like the Soviet Union. Japan had been pushing its boundaries into areas like Mongolia and the East Indies. They needed resources, most notably oil. Anyhow, they calculated that if Japan did nothing, then America most likely would get involved in the conflict. 
They incorrectly assumed that if they dealt America a decisive blow, that we wouldn't have the stomach to fight a war thousands of miles away from our shores. In other words, he counted on America to be passive. He counted wrong. As all enemies to freedom do. So anyway, they attacked Pearl Harbor, and it was a decisive blow. All of our battleships were destroyed, or at least hit. Fortunately for us, though, our aircraft carriers were out on maneuvers, so they weren't in the harbor when the Japanese attacked. And you pretty much know the rest of the story. Of course, there's a lot more to it, and maybe on another program sometime we'll go through the whole thing and why it is that Japan did what they did. But that's enough for today. That'll do it for this installment of the program. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk again tomorrow during the Thursday live program, which begins at 10 a.m. You can find a link to the show at CowboyStatePolitics.com or at the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. You know, the one where Ogden posts dumb comments. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.